as very well welcome to sport zone extra on this tuesday evening these are your sporting headlines from this weekend Crystal Palace manager Frank De Boer has been sacked as manager just four games into the Premier League campaign after losing all four games and not scoring a single goal. Sunday's 1-0 defeat away at Burnley was the last straw for the Crystal Palace board who had lost confidence with De Boer as early as two weeks ago. Early favourite for the job is former England manager Roy Hodgson after Sam Allardyce who had left Palace at the end of last season distanced himself from the job on Sky Sports last night. Elsewhere in the Premier League, Manchester United topped the table with 10 points despite being held to a 2 all draw by Stoke at the weekend. Man City is second on goal difference after their crunching 5-0 victory over 10-man Liverpool. At the bottom, Bournemouth is still looking for their first point of the season, going down 3-0 at Arsenal, while West Ham and Brighton recorded their first win to the campaign, leaving Huddersfield 2-0 and West Brom 3-1 respectively. In Rugby League, Toronto Wildcats were crowned as Kingston Press League 1 champions, at the weekend after condemning Barrow Raiders to their first defeat of the Super 8 campaign, 26 points to 2 in Canada on Saturday. Barrow started the game brightly, spending a long time camped on the Toronto try line, but just couldn't break the Wildcats down who recorded two tries to go in at the break 8 0 up. Time has kicked in for Barrow in the second half with a loose chance conversion, the only two points on the board. Toronto are now promoted into the championship for their first attempt, while Barrow, already guaranteed home advantage in the playoffs, take on Keefley on Sunday, looking to cement second place to ensure an easier task in the semi-final on September 24th. Coverage will be live on Sports on Sunday with a 3 o'clock kick-off join Pete Cheshire from 2.50pm. In cricket, a man of the series performance from Jimmy Anderson in the second innings ensured England victory in the final test series of the summer, beating West Indies by two tests to one. Anderson took seven wickets for 42 runs, bowling West Indies all out for 177, despite Shea Hope scoring 62. This meant England only required 107 runs to win, doing so for just one wicket with an unbroken stand of 72 from Mark Stoneman and Tom Wesley. England will head into their Ashes defence against Australia this winter with back-to-back -back test wins in Captain Joe Root's first summer as England captain. And in boxing, Barovian boxer Liam Conroy has moved up into top five in the UK light heavyweight boxing rankings after securing the first English title on Saturday. Conroy stopped defending champion Joel McIntyre in just the second round at your call in Bethnal Green to put him in line for a shot at the British title. The 25-year-old forced two standing counts against the Portsmouth-born McIntyre in just the first round before finishing the job in the second to shock virtually everyone inside the London venue. He is now unbeaten in the last eight contests and has won seven on the trot. Those are your sporting headlines from the weekend. You're listening to Sports Zone Extra with me, Adam Johnson, and your guest for this evening, Andy Steele. Well, um, it goes on to Saturday and late heartbreak really for Barrow at the weekend, going down to a late James Norwood goal at Tranmere despite having a goal chalked off at the other end to the bewilderment of pretty much everybody in Parenton Park. Here is what happened when the Bluebirds took on Tranmere at the weekend. The players do start to make their way out onto the pitch at Prenton Park as Barrow take on Tranmere Rovers in the Vanarama National League. We'll run you through the teams now. For the Bluebirds, they line up within goal. Number one, Stuart Moore. Number 21, Jack Bartram. Number three, Dan Jones. Number five, Jimmy Dunn. Number six, Moosey Diara. Number 26, Dave Neeskins.
number 11, Bradley Barres, number 14, Asa Hall, number 23, Vincente Gomez, number 10, Andy Youssef, and number 20, Byron Harrison. Substitutes for Barrow, number 12, Joel Dixon, 2, Thierry Odell, 9, Jordan White, 15, Harry Paniatu, and number 22, Donovan McComber. And we have a chance to break though. It's a hole heading it only into the path of Norbert. Out wide it goes to Buxton. Into the area from Buxton. Free header from Andy Cook. Saved by Stuart Moore. Blocked by Asa Hall on the rebound. And it's still 0 0. Bartram sends the ball forward. Again, Youssef just not matched to it. Tramir can get it away again. Flips on towards Andy Cook. Takes a bounce. Andy Cook gets out against Dunn. But trying to play the ball through for Norwood in the end. Plays it against Ordell and Barrow. Have possession on the halfway line with Barres. Now here's Dan Jones into Harrison, Byron Harrison, Bartram's outside him, Gomez gets the ball, Gomez sends it into the area, Youssef takes a touch, Andy Youssef turns it a goal, Richie Sutton clearing it, Andy Youssef following it up, takes a block of McNulty and the goalkeeper, and Tranmere managed to survive there, but what an opportunity for Barrow. Jones into the area it goes, Byron Harrison gets over the header, and Byron Harrison gets his first goal of the season for the Bluebirds! And puts Barrow in front. You get out what you put in, don't you? Nothing. Well, actually, and just... no. I know. The referee has ruled it out in the end. He allowed the Barrow players to celebrate for a few seconds, and uh, suddenly has changed his mind. And uh, I don't really know what's happened there, but uh, Harrison headed the ball in from a long throw-in. It was a great header. The ball nestled in the net. Barrow celebrating, and the referee. Runs back to the halfway line and then suddenly has changed his mind. It certainly wasn't offside. So all I can think was is the goalkeeper was fouled in the build-up, but uh, a strange decision. There's a huge look of bewilderness here in this press area where everybody's turning around looking at each other, wondering why that goal was ruled out. But it is still nil-nil the scoreline here. We've got another throw-in. Have a chance to get this into the box again. But Nulty and Youssef tussling into the area it goes. Bounces across. Baron Harrison, Ordell all throwing themselves at it. Comes the head and Asa Hall has a shot. Cleared away by the head of McNulty. Barres back into the area. Harrison flicks it on. Will it fall for Moussa Diare? It does! Stabs it wide of goal. Barrow shouting for a penalty there. Referee not having it. Goal kick. Nice passing move here from Barrow. Now here's Asa Hall again. He's got Bartram outside him on the right-hand side. Byron Harrison looking for the ball. Harrison's come deep and got it. Flicks it on to Bartram now. Bartram. Flick on there by Barres, but nobody there to make a run onto it. Although still closing down as Buxton gets it away. Lucy Diara, brilliant against Andy Cook. Now here's Dan Jones for Barrow. Jones has a goal, Dan Jones! Just over the bar, he spotted the keeper off his line. But first, it looked like he was trying to send the ball on the angle for Byron Harrison. But when the keeper was that far off his line, he looked at it. Very good effort there from Dan Jones. Trying to send this forward here for Tranmere. Forward it goes, edge of the area. Barrow competing for it. Asa Holt losing his footing. We have it right on the edge with Dunn. He's turned inside one, turned inside another. One on one with Moore. Brilliant save there by Stuart Moore. Great work it was from Jack Dunn. Forward goes the ball. Again coming towards the edge of the area. Jennings wants it. In the end it comes to Norbert. Norbert has a shot on goal. Stuart Moore. Yeah, came from a, a throw in from the Tramier. Took well. He played the ball short, crossing to the midfield. She Sutton uses his strength and gets there. Tranmere bring the ball away with Norburn. He got the better of Gomez. Now Tranmere being invited forward again. Here's Norburn. Has a goal. Go Oliver Norburn. Again, a brilliant diving save from Stuart Moore to keep the scores level. Scott Davies in the Tranmere goal.
Played forward by him. Ordell with a flick on. Now here's Jack Dunn for Tranmere. Touches it on. Goes for the return pass. But Dan Jones has done well against him. But a mistake there from Moussa Diana. Moussa Diana losing out. No one's in the area here. No one. Flies in a goal. And heartbreaking for Barrow. Puts it into the back of the net. And surely secures three points here for Tranmere. You just can't believe it, can you? you, could, you we looked like for 30 seconds or so to the build-up that play that um, we were going to ride this game out and then Musa Diara, who's been brilliant all game, didn't deal with the ball. He got the ball off Jones. He kind of tried to play a pass and got caught in possession and Chamira punishes, haven't they? And he had a second stab at Diara, but, you know, the only half chance that they get in, in that, this closing period and the punishers, and it, it's sickening, isn't it? It's absolutely sickening because... You know, it looked like we were we we'd done everything to to see this game out and get a point. Barrow have thrown everyone forward. Jim Dunn is still up front for the Bluebirds. Ball sent forward by Moore. Dunn trying to flick it on, but cleared away once again as the referee brings an end to the game. The Barrow players just don't know what to do. Head, hands on heads. Some players dropping to the ground. The Tranmere players reacting by celebrating like they've, like they've won the league out there today, but in the end it's three massive points for them and after the way the game was looking in the first half and, and towards the end of this second half, we've, we've gifted them three points in the end, haven't we? Yeah, you can just see the reaction from the home fans, they're absolutely delighted, you'd think it was a, a key match to, to get a playoff or a, a promotion place, but uh, we've given them a good game today and you can tell that by, by their celebration, you know, we had a, a perfectly good goal disallowed in my opinion in the first half. But from here at Prenton Park, it has finished. Tramir overs one, Barrow nil. There's there we go. Late heartbreak for the Bluebirds going down one nil. A defeat which leaves Barrow twentieth in the table. Uh, coming into game ten of the Vanarama National League, and Andy, I mean, it's we'll get on to what Mickey Moore had to say shortly. But despite a good overall performance, we just couldn't seem to see the game out. No, I think. Uh... Judging, judging what I've seen on the highlights, I think we can count ourselves as incredibly unlucky uh, to come away with, with no points. It's, it's that la lapse in concentration, individual error in, in injury time, which has ultimately cost us coming away. And Obviously, we've had that goal disallowed. I mean, I must have watched it four or five times and I still can't really see for the life of me what it's been disallowed for. So, you know, two key moments in a match there, which, you know, it... it on another occasion, you come in away with three points. I mean, there's there's always the case as well, isn't there? I mean, we, we had a look at Youssef and Harrison, and there's all the, the, the glitz and glamour about it. Two very, very good strikers, but are they are they similar? Is, is that, you know, do, do we need to shake it up a bit with trying something else? Uh, I don't know. For me, from what I saw um, in the last home game, uh, when they played together, I thought there was a beginning of a, a decent partnership there. Um I think you've got to remember that Harrison's going back after what has been um, a fairly long injury layoff. This is his first, what you'd probably deem regular football in, in, in quite a long time. So he, he's got to get himself up to speed. He hasn't had a pre-season to speak of, really. So he's got to get himself up there. And, you know, you, you only develop partnerships over time. I think there's some beginnings of a good good one there between the two of them. And um, I'd like to see him just given given a few more games together. Well, I mean, defensive-wise, it's it's just... We were so solid, weren't we? And then all it took was one little lapse of concentration. And do you think maybe it is the case of trying trying too much to tell them to play play it out from the back, play the short passes? Do you think maybe Musa Diara should have just done what Musa Diara has done so many times in the past and just put his foot through it? 
Yeah, I think it, I think what it comes down to is, is basically a lapse in concentration from Bra. I think nine times out of ten, he would have put his foot through it. Even if you're a tight, you're the manager that wants your teams to pass out from the back, there are times where you you do have to go safety first. And um, I don't think Mickey Moore is naive enough to want his teams to pass out from the back when there's nothing on. Um, what I think it is, I think I think Musa Diara just I don't know if his head went a little bit or. Um, he just he just felt he could he could maybe play his way out when when really what he should have done is is he's belt it into the stands and um you know like I said nine times out of ten he'd have done just that and this time it's cost us I mean refereeing decisions as well I mean it wasn't just the goal disallowed it seemed to be a a, a case of every time every time something happened the referee was blowing up free kick again free kick again in the direction of Tromia and Youssef just didn't seem to get a single decision going his way now whether it's a case of Youssef having that kind of, you know, back, background that, you know, has he has he been in trouble with referees for that before? You know, is it something that maybe Youssef needs to try and just take himself out of the limelight a bit? I, mean, I can't comment too much because I, I, I didn't see the full game. You'd be you'd be better versed on than me to be able to to expand on that. But you know what I'd say is is that um, you do get that at this level sometimes. In, in, in every level, you do get a referee that. You know, for whatever reason, just doesn't want to give you anything at all, and um, you know, it seemed like it was it was one of those days again on on Saturday. Yeah, we will get round to the Mikamua uh, interview shortly, and I mean, it certainly is a case of a manager that's that's you know needing so much to to get that rub of the green because in, in the games that we've, he's managed so far, obviously you look at the the performances, the performances haven't been there, but we just don't seem to have had that look, have we? No, I think um, you know it, you, you can see that there is there is a side there that he's it's he's got a little bit more freedom than it, it's probably used to having under Paul Cox. It was very regimented, wasn't it? We he, he definitely had a particular style that he liked to impose on on nearly every game. Whereas Moore seems to be allowing them to a, a little bit of freedom to to maybe mix the game up a bit. And you know you've you've got to say in in the couple of games like. You know, um, it, it's been better to watch as well. But at the end of the day, it's it's about points on the board, isn't it? And uh, you know, it, it, little bits of luck here and there that haven't gone for us. Um, you know, have seen us not pick up as many points as we'd like to. And and at the end of the day, that's 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 what it's all about, and that's what he's going to be judged on. Of course, we are at Holker Street here today in in preparation for the game tonight. Of course, you'll be able to hear it on Channel One at your bedside. Channel 5 online. You'll also be able to hear it uh, on the Radio Lonsdale website, www.radio-lonsdale.co.uk. Click on Sports On Live and also on 106.3 Can Do FM. So all the ways of listening to us as the, the brand new floodlights have just been turned on for the for the very first time. So taking its time just to, to brighten up at the minute, but certainly they do look impressive, don't they? Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to have a set of floodlights that, you know, all of the bulbs working them for a change. I think we used to with the old ones near near the end of the time. It was probably maybe two or three bulbs on each one working, and uh, whereas at least these ones are in full working condition, and you know they look like they're gonna they can do just the job. As, yeah, we will as I say get to that Mickey Moore interview shortly. I mean, we'll just move away from you know from the game really, and just Mickey Moore in general, and obviously two games, two massive games coming up now. Obviously today against Geisley, against Torquay again at the at the weekend. 
I mean, they're two games now that if he's serious about taking this job, he's got to win those games, hasn't he? Yeah, like, it goes back to the point I made before. It's, it's ultimately points, uh, the points hall that is going to be judged on. And if he if he has any hopes of, of getting this job on a permanent basis, he, he will have to start picking them up sooner or later. And, you know, it's it's going to be tonight is one of the games where you'd, you'd have to look at it and say, if, if he wants a job, that it, it's a must-win game for him personally. And also, like with, with Torquay, when you've got two home games, um, and... You know, you're going to want to see strong performances as well. We said he, we haven't had the right mix of good performances and good luck. And uh, I think it's important for Mickey Muir, um, so far as his job prospects go, that they both come together over these next two games. Well, here is what Mickey Muir had to say when I spoke to him following Saturday's defeat to Tromley. Well, Mickey, not a lot really more that anyone can really say about that. Uh, a fantastic, gutsy performance, but in the end, heartache at the end. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think for 94 minutes, I thought we were excellent. Um, came to a very difficult place to come. Uh, done really well. Uh, took the game to them. Obviously scored and got it disallowed. Had one off the line and then conceded in the 95th minute. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, the rooms are very open and sore at the moment. I mean, you made comment there about the disallowed goal. What what was your view of it? Because from up here, there didn't appear to be a lot wrong with it. I honestly, I think if the goal would have stood, it would, there wouldn't have been a person in the ground who would have questioned it. You know, obviously the the lino or the the referee has seen something that no one else has seen. I've watched it back, still can't see anything. So listen, that's gone against us, but we still should have um, done better in the ninety fifth minute to uh, clear our lines and and come away with a nil nil. What's your view of the second half performance? Because after the, after the first half and towards the end of the first half, we seem seem to be in control of the game. We we seem to let things slip a bit in the second half. Yeah, but I think first half we were probably a little bit better. Uh, but you've got to give credit to um, to Tranmere as well. You know they're throwing on forwards and throwing people on. Uh, they're at home. Um, the ascendancy is for them. And you know, and, um, looking at the stats, I can't remember. Stuart Moore having a save to make inside our 18-yard box. All the shots he had were outside the box. So, listen, when you're the home team, and when you've got the players that uh, Mickey's got at his disposal, you are going to be backed against the wall at some stage, at, at some point in the game, um, whether it's in the first half or second half. As it happened today, it was the latter part of the game that they took a little bit control of it. But for 50-60% of it, I thought you know we were comfortable and um, re restricted them to long-range efforts, really. Uh, Dave Neeskin's obviously going off injured in the first half. He was seen going over to, you know, uh, thank the supporters at the end of the game. But obviously on on crutches. Is there anything that you can say on that injury? Yeah, it's a serious one. How serious we won't know until Monday when you get it scanned. But listen, it's not he's, it's not going to be something short term. It will be something long term. But hopefully um, we'll get it diagnosed on Monday and then um, deal with it thereafter. Well, that being said, Thierry Odell it gave him a chance to come back into the side and. And a, and a very comfortable performance from him in the end. Yeah, Thierry done really well. It was good to have him back in the fold. Um, obviously, he got cleared um, only a couple of days ago from his concussion. So, yeah, it was uh, really good to have him back. Uh, we move into two uh, big home games now against Geisley and Torquay uh, during the week. And, and an opportunity for you to, to really put a stamp on, on, on your claim for the job, you'd think. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think if you look at the last two performances... Okay, we've won one and lost one, but I think the two performances have been excellent, and hopefully, the powers to be look at the performances 
and the process that's been put in place as well as results because it is about results i appreciate that but you know um i said it in the week that Tramir have been playing really well and just haven't had the look at maybe they got that today you know and hopefully i will get mine you know um very soon we've got two home games now we've got to put points on the board you know what i mean and that's the most important thing you know we're not playing we're not playing bad we're playing well we've got to believe in the process that we're doing and we'll we'll pick up points if we continue to play in that same style and manner and all said and done it was a very very accomplished performance it's a shame that the result never came thank you for joining us mickey on sports thank you so we go an honest as ever interview there from mickey moore and He's just such a likeable bloke, isn't he? But do you think maybe with the with the way that the the look has gone for him, will he start doubting his own ability to to take this job? Um, I don't. Know. It, it certainly uh, tell you a lot about his character, his reaction, his his reactions to to how uh, certain things have gone against him. Um, you're right. He does seem like a likeable guy, but he's obviously capable of getting a reaction out of his players as well. We saw it in his uh, first home game in charge. Um, the side looked a totally different side at half, half in the second half than it did in the first, and um, you know he's obviously capable of getting a reaction from players. But as far as his own personal belief goes, I, th- I think that that obviously comes with wins as well. And uh, you know it's it's wins. We, we keep saying we're going to have to start picking up sooner or later. I mean, he's made a point, hasn't he, of uh, of coming out and saying after the defeat to Tramway, I think he said it to the Evening Mail, that that he wants to sit down and speak to Andrew Casson today. He wants to get things tied up, whether it's a case of he knows for definite that he'll be taking the job or whether he knows that there may be someone coming in to, to replace him. That He needs this tying down, though. And it's true, though. I mean, the stability, the club needs that, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. Especially with, with the change of manager, you want to you want to sort of get some, some form of stability in as, as soon as possible. And, you know, on a personal level, he'll need to know what's going on with regards to his own job. But also for the football club, it, it's it's important that we get some some kind of permanent structure in place, so the players know who they're playing for, what style of football they're going to be playing, and and the likes of Paul Ogden know what what type of players that they're going to bring in and who they're going to be working with, because you know that that's um, you, you can't build for the future or even even a season if you, if you don't know who's going to be in charge one day to the next. And I mean, added to that, the uh, news breaking on Sunday, of course, following the dismissal of John McCarthy as manager of Chester, that Marcus Bignot, who is, of course, currently the interim assistant manager to, to Mickey Moore, has actually thrown his his own name into the hat to actually take the Chester job. And, you know, that, that's going to be something, a cause of concern, isn't it? Especially for supporters that, you know, there was such a buzz when he came in. And, and when, you, when you watch him, I mean, he's out there now, you know, laying things out, getting ready to do the training drills, and you watch him with the players, he, he has had an impact on the team, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, for me, he should be one of the names in the candidacy for, for our job, let alone Chester's. But I think it was made clear when he did come in that he was coming in to help Mickey Moore and, and, and nothing else. And uh, a couple of people seem to be at pains to point that out as well. So whether it was ever a real possibility of him um, coming in for the for the big job here, I'm, I, I don't know. But certainly he's, he's the type of name I would, I would like to see linked with our job, not just because of uh, what he's done on the football side of things when he was at Solihull, but also the work he did behind the scenes as well. He's also something that this club is looking to improve, and I think he's someone that could help a lot on that side of things as well. And regardless of what goes on, games are there to be won. Two games 
today with us laying 20 from the table coming up against 23rd and 24th in in the next two games both at home as well this is the state isn't it where we really need to push on now yeah i mean it's it's your cliches you know you've got to win your home games and um i think that's that's no more true than it is when when you know when you're not picking up points when you're not performing well um you need to turn your home ground into a fortress and, and build your belief back up and and get some form together and you know two home games back to back is is an ideal way of doing just that and both teams are, are down our end of the table as well and and if if we can get two wins together that that could could boost the confidence of the whole side i mean moving on to tonight i mean how important is it that the players focus on the task at hand tonight obviously the the circus is in town so to speak with 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 paul cox returning you know to the club so soon after resigning as manager I mean, how, how important is it that the players don't get, you know, wrapped up in that occasion and, and concentrate on, on the main task at hand? Yeah, I think, um, obviously, they'll be, they'll be chatting with them and that before and after the game, but as soon, as soon as it comes down to business, you want them to be professional and you want to go out there. They're playing for Barrow, they're not playing for Paul Cox. Um, they're contracted to, to this club and, and I think we'll see players putting a committed performance. And, um, you know, because it, it's, it's not just Paul Cox have been... Um, they'll have been friendly with or have a close relationship. It'll also be the likes of Mickey Muir as well, and uh, you know I'm sure they'll want to, want him to do uh, to do him proud as well. So yeah, I don't I don't have too many concerns that they'll get they'll get um, sucked up by it all. I think they'll just go about the business as, as they normally would because at the end of the day it's football and and you know things like that are going to happen. Do you think maybe it helps Mickey Muir, you know, with regards preparing his team for tonight as well, with with the fact that. Paul Cox, he's bringing his team here, he's worked under him, he knows, I mean, he said himself, didn't he, in, in media interviews that, that he knows how Paul Cox ticks. Do you think that maybe helps him with regards to setting up his team for tonight? Yeah, yeah, I think um, it certainly it gives, gives you that bit of extra insight that, you know, you don't have with, with other managers you don't know as well. And, um, you know, I think everyone man and his dog knows how Paul Cox is going to set up his sides. It's, it's, it's not exactly a secret. I think we, we saw it when he was here. Um, like I said before, he's got a very particular way of of, of getting his sides to play. Um, he's very organised, very physical. Um, he likes to play the percentages and go direct. And I don't think that's a secret, but, you know, like you said, Mickey Moore will also know he's in the workings as well. He'll know, hopefully, what, what he'll be thinking at, at certain situations during games and, and how maybe he can counteract that. And, I mean, you, you come into it today, Alex Ray Harvey obviously serving his... His, his second game of his of his three match suspension, which is a massive blow. I mean, we, we certainly missed him uh, from the lineup. I'd imagine, I, well, I reckon on 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 Saturday, so he'll still be out of the lineup. But how how would you expect us to line up today? I mean, do you think maybe he might make a few tweaks and changes from the from the result of the weekend? Um, I think he'll probably aim for aim for a settled side. I, don't, I wouldn't wouldn't expect too many changes. Um, I don't expect him to. Unless he decides he, he feels he needs to do something to counter specific threats from from Geisley, I can't see too much of a of a change up. He what he wants to get his players settled into a system, and um, you know you don't get that by by swapping and changing all the time. It, the only major changes I can think of would be obviously Dave Neeskins uh, being injured, and then any other knocks anyone's anyone's picked up in the meantime that maybe force his hand. But I expect a settled side today, and and um, and the same same formation. It's, you know we've actually performed well in. So still three five two, no no change in the four four two. 
No, I don't. I don't see the need for it. I think we've looked a much better side when we have played three-five-two. The only thing that maybe we're coming to is thinking to change it is a lack of defensive cover we've got now with with Niskins being out injured, um, because now we won't have a, a, a recognised defender on the bench. Um, but other than that, um, I think we're a much more comfortable side we're in that three-five-two. Um, it gives us that little bit of extra cover at the back. It gives us bodies in midfield, and we've got you know, I, for my money, we've got two of the most energetic wing-backs that you're probably likely to find in this league. Bathroom and Jones will go up and down those flanks all day long. And as we've seen, from, particularly from Jones this season, he can make and score goals as well. So I think that's a system that gets the most out of them as well. And last but not least, any, any predictions for tonight? Uh, I think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be, it'll be pretty by any means. You might be able to hear the rain hitting on the uh, press box roof as we're speaking. The wind's howling and whipping up and um, you know I don't think it'll be conducive to a pretty game of football um, but I think we'd possibly possibly a hard fought Barrow win by by the odd goal well massive thanks to Andy Steele for joining me tonight don't forget you can subscribe to our channel on iTunes to receive all our football content just search Adam Radio Lonsdale all one word and then click subscribe this podcast will be available to download by the end of tonight. So massive thanks to Andy Still for joining me. Don't forget, stay tuned. We will be back. Full action. Coverage starts from 7.35. Kick-off at 7.45 as Barrow AFC take on Geisley in the Vanarama National League. But till then, thank you for joining us on Sports Zone Extra.